Hello and welcome to the Sound from the Grave podcast. My name is Yusuf. And my name is Vanya. Y tu sangre alimentará la bestia. So, hi guys. Happy HHN season. Happy spooky season. Whatever season it is for you. Uh, we are here today because now we are going to be talking some, some things related to HHN or if not, a little bit more on the cryptid side, if you know what I mean. If you yeah. guys want the little hint from our quote is tu sangre alimentará la bestia your blood will feel would <laughs> your blood will will feed the beast <laughs> will feed the beast feel <laughs> your blood will fuel the beast yeah it's like an energy drink fuel anyway chupacabra um, energy drink fuel the beast <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, your your some blood will will feed the beast. So, <laughs> and my my voice wants to keep doing it. It's bad. Um. Anyway, so today we're gonna be talking about cryptids. Um, specifically talking about uh the chupacabra, el chupacabra, la chupacabra, whatever you want to fucking yep. call it. And, but so yeah, we're gonna be talking about its origins. And anything for sightings and also things that have, you know, been written in history in regards to this uh, cryptid creature that, you know, we don't know the existence of. But I sure should believe it does because I believe 90% of the world is not discovered. But here we are. <laughs> yeah, so we figured since this season, uh, this year for HHN, we are getting a Chupacabra house, finally. Um, we decided, hey, you know, last year we did IPs, so we talked about the movies, or, or shows that were IPs for Horror Nights, and this year we're going to be doing a little bit of that too, but we figured why not also start with something that um, is also kind of rooted in a pre-established story, which is the Chupacabra, and why not, you know? Plus, this house yeah. was fun. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> This house was so much fun. Story. And the fact that, you know, once you look at the details of this house, well, I don't know if you actually want to get into this, but um, it does have uh, Puerto Rican elements. It does. But it is a little bit more of a generic Latin feel, just so, like, you know, there's, like, an inclusion of things and whatnot uh, of the Hispanic culture. Mm -hmm. But it does have a lot of Puerto Rican elements. Like, for example, like, my last run-through, I, I saw, like, the wind chime one of the scenes and uh wind chime had uh taino uh drawings on it yep. so i was like oh there there it is <laughs> there it is and, there, and not even though like, some of the and some of the environments like you walk through some of the environments and you're like oh this is just like old san juan old san juan this is la perla this is condado uh, and then, yeah and there's even a sign that says calle del condado which is like basically the the like street a, of the marketplace yeah like a, it's like a it's like, it's like, it's like marketplace it. street or something like yeah. that it's like a marketplace uh, translation slash uh, it can be like an uphilly side of the island kind mm -hmm. of thing. So um, that's basically what it's near La Perla and La Perla is just a very forbidden place. I don't recommend it. It is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a very forbidden place. Oof. Don't go there. 
Not because of the chupacabra, why, uh, it's just it's the people. It's very fitting for the chupacabra because in the house of the chupacabra, they specifically sacrifice Taurus, yep. which is what yep. technically the Perla is very known for, is that if there's Taurus and they know you're a Taurus, they're going to yeah. make your life hell. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. you're lucky enough if you even survive with not one bruise on on your body. Um, worst case scenario, dead, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not. Let's, yeah. let's talk about uh, good old good old Mr. Chupacabra. Yeah. Oh. oh. So we're we're gonna get, we kind of broke it up, or at least when I wrote like the the document that we're basing this off of, we kind of broke it up into like bits and pieces here and there. Um. So the first thing we're gonna discuss is the actual name of the Chupacabra and like what it means and the origin of that and all that kind of stuff because we figured like if we're gonna talk Chupacabra, we're gonna talk the whole sh- like whole thing. Yeah. So. Going into the chupacabra, the actual name can be translated to goat sucker from the word in Spanish chupar, which means to suck, and cabra, which means goat. So chupacabra means goat sucker. Yeah. I'm so sorry for anybody that jumped. (laughs) I jumped at that. That was my dog. She heard chupacabra and she's like, I'm on. I'm like, you're not a chupacabra. You're a wiener dog. Calm down. (laughs) Yeah, like that was a little too fitting. um, But, you know. It's like chupacabra. (laughs) Bah! <laughs> anyway, oh. we got distracted with the dog. Um, it's weird. Um, but yeah, it's like really weird because in Puerto Rico, well, obviously we're going to go into a little bit more of the history in a second, but just just a little uh, guest tease mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Like the first sightings of a chupacabra was like with goats being dead and, you know, their yeah. blood almost being spilled out of them kind of thing. So that's why the chupacabra was known to just suck goats, but then eventually it evolved to more things, but we are going to get into that. Um, but other than that, uh, the name is attributed to Puerto Rican comedian uh, Silvero Perez, who was coined the term in 1995 when describing the attacks in San Juan radio DJ. Which I, I love this because like as a kid, I heard about the chupacabra everywhere. Like This thing was even like on like, regular news. I'm so sorry. My dog is just acting up right now. She hears people outside. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, I remember like even on the news, they were like, yeah, there was a reported chupacabra attack. And I'm like, I'm sorry, a what attack? That's a thing? Like, I remember like being in my grandma's house in the 90s because I, you know, I was born in 94. So like this, <laughs> like I was born in the chupacabra was like, hey, what's up? A year yeah. Later. Well, I was born a year after, but uh, I'm, that was something that was commonly talked about. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like, you can't stay out late, or the chupacabra will get you, kind of thing. Yeah, that was it was like it was like for us, it was like a boogeyman. Yeah, but I mean, it's like a thing that still makes its rounds around the mm-hmm. world. That yeah, kind of thing. and it's it's so. kind of evolved here and there, and um, not just in Puerto Rican folklore, but around like other Latin American countries and. Some parts yeah, of like the, the Southwest United States, yeah. I mean, let me be clear. It did originate in Puerto Rico. Absolutely. So, it's confirmed as having originated from Puerto Rico. Which is why, like, I feel like the origins of this house, the Fiesta de Chupacabras, was in, of Puerto Rico. Even though, like, like we have stated, or I don't know, I guess if you guys have followed me on Twitter, Major Jen Coltis, hi, how are you? Um... <laughs> Basically, it's uh, 
they did mix the the culture like some culture elements in there there is the, some of it does feel uh mexican like with the mixed of things mm-hmm. but i guess it's a little bit more into that i guess a little bit after the episode and whatnot but yeah but yeah well, i mean it's, it, i will see yeah the house kind of took the original puerto rican story of the chupacabra and blended it with the mexican and somewhat like american southwest area yeah. like legend of it too um but we'll get into detail as to like what kind of pieces they borrowed from in a little bit um but we're going to talk about now the actual like history of the chupacabra and like kind of like reports and sightings and all that kind of stuff um so chupacabra or like chupacabra related incidents date back or at least the first report of it date back to 1975 uh in the puerto rican village of mocha where there was a series of livestock killings um what's interesting is that they weren't just like killed and that's it they were killed and they were drained of blood so that's where people were like oh that's a little you know it's a little weird so at first people were blaming that on something called el vampiro de mocha which translates to the vampire of mocha um but as before they did that it was originally believed it was the work of a satanic cult as part of some some kind of ritual sacrifices which I think is wild as hell to me. I did not realize people thought in Puerto Rico there were satanic cults. Oh, well, Santeria and all that stuff. Well, duh. <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. I don't think they would go that far as to go as, uh, to, like, the satanic route. Have you, like, seen the way the Hibaros kill their livestock sometimes? And by livestock, I mean, like, chickens and shit. Like, they break their neck and they're like, ah, drain it of blood. I'm like, I'm about to <laughs> To like uh cook for my entire family be right back i was like Fuck! <laughs> my my nana that took care of me in puerto rico used to do that shit and guess what she was christian but if i didn't know any better i would like this this woman worship scene <laughs> like <laughs> but <laughs> used to live back in the day you know like he uh, it translates, sorry. Uh, I need to tell you guys a little bit of a Spanish lesson. Hibaro means country people. So basically country men, country women, Hibara, you know, that kind of thing. So basically people who don't live near the city, that they live with, you know, with little civilization near them. They survive, they survive basically off of what they have, like in their surroundings. They plant, they hunt, and all this other stuff. But basically like basic stuff, like chickens and you know they have cows they for milk and all this other stuff like i had family who were hibaros too you know but you know it is what it is but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that's what they probably thought of besides you know the killings i'm like yeah hibaros or like you know a satanic hibaros but you know yeah or like you know they were they were very traditional like they they followed the old like way back in the day traditions you know like that kind of thing too yeah exactly yeah um but later on there were some more killings of livestock reported around the island and what was interesting is that each of the animals that was reported to have been killed um it was reported that they were bled dry through a series of small circular incisions so they weren't just like you know like cut open with a knife or anything they were like somebody like literally stabbed something and like sucked the blood out of them oh like how I'm sure they were like what circular and like what is this witchcraft yeah just <laughs> all the va- vampires for 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 goats we love them so 
There it goes, Nat. Wee. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm like multitasking here. I'm like, I'm making this schedule those stuff. Yes. Um, but through that, the first reported attack attributed to the Chupacabra occurred in March of 1995. Um, so basically, eight sheep were found killed and with three puncture wounds in the chest area and completely drained of blood. So it's just like how. Um, yeah, it's like you would think it'd be two, but three is kind of like, oh, that's weird. You know, yeah. that's a weird because it wouldn't yeah. be, a, you know, vampire would be two if it was like, and and if it was drained, you know, like it wouldn't just be somebody just stabbing it because there would be blood everywhere still. Yeah, but it's like on each side of their mouth, you know, yeah. like what well, we'll the third incision mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, so basically, with the three punctures, it's almost like the incisions were like. Two little dots close together. Not not two little dots close together. It was like two dots together, and then the one that is like farther off. So it just makes me wonder how like the attack happened because like maybe I mean, I'm thinking maybe it's like got something to do with like a tongue. Yeah. So it's got like the two teeth, and then like the tongue is what goes inside and like sucks up the blood. Like the teeth are just there to kind of like keep it in place. Yeah. That that yeah. that could also yeah. be true. I mean, I all believe it because can have you have you felt when a cat licks you, it feels like sandpaper. Yeah. Imagine if it's like sharp and it just freaking like it's like it's another incision. Yeah. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Ooh, whatever. Anyway, ooh, okay. Um. So, but you know, Chupacabra is still cool. So, a few months later, in August, Madeline Valentino. I uh, reported seeing the creature in the town of Canovanas where 150 an- farm animals and pets were reportedly killed. 150? This chupacabra got busy. Yeah. And <laughs> and what's crazy about Puerto Rico is that even there is city life, don't get me wrong, but in Puerto Rico there is also a lot of um, mountains, there's a mm-hmm. lot of nature around. Oh yeah, there's still R- a lot regardless of, like... of litt- littering that some Puerto Ricans do, we could disregard that but there's like so much nature around that you don't know exactly what what is out there, like like even though like everybody's still sketched out to go outside, uh, other than the actual dangers in Puerto Rico of people, but there's also like other things that we've never seen before mm-hmm. because we're such a small island. It's like we're trapped with anything that might be within the island itself. And it's it's crazy. And it, it, what's even massive is that we're such a small island, but we cater to such a huge uh, habitat of animals and things that we've never seen before, yeah. especially with the yunque. The yunque is fucking huge. Oh, yeah. It's like it's almost beyond us. Yeah, so... I believe that anything could be out there. So if 150 farm animals were purportedly killed, either these satanic cults got busy or the chupacabra was really, really hungry. Or so. there was more than one chupacabra. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so what's even crazier is that, so the story went that Madeline Talentino was actually doing laundry like inside her house and she looked outside her window and she actually like saw like up an animal stand on its hind legs and she described it as it was almost skinless but had like feathers going down the back mm-hmm. and it was 
holding an animal and the fingers were like of three. So I, I can't imagine if that was just the puncture of the fingers, which makes me wonder if it's just the puncture of the fingers to grab the animal mm-hmm. or then suck it out of the injury that it made from the punctures of yeah. the fingers. Or it, or if it was something from the mouth, like everything just comes in threes for Puerto, for the Puerto Rican chupacabra, you know. <laughs> uh, so basically, she went to get her husband, and when she came back, obviously the animal was not there anymore. Yeah. And it, and then she, you know, she that's the image that she can never get out of her head. And and then she decided to contact her local newspaper about it, and then it spread like wildfire from there. Mm-hmm. So. It's, it's a, and that's when, you know, everybody was like, oh my God, I saw the same shit too. I saw the same shit too. <laughs> we we'll to our next point. Shortly after the reported incidents, plenty of similar animal deaths were reported in Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, uh, Chile, Colombia, uh, Dominican Republic, El Salvador, Honduras, Mexico, Nicaragua, Panama, Peru, and the United States. So pretty much all of Latin America was like, hey, um, we got one of those too, hey guys. Hey, we got a chupacabra so, too, you know. Madeline chick, she won't. She not crazy. <laughs> like, we got that shit too. <laughs> so it it's something that has spread mostly. I mean, they, since South America does have like you know the claim of that, it's mostly like very famous in Mexico and. The United States. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly in what states, but I'm pretty sure it's like I've heard it's like, like yeah, like, yeah, and, like Texas, Utah, New Mexico, like those like Southwest states. Yeah, so I, I don't blame the chupacabra if it wants to live in those states. I'm like that, that's a yeah, lot man, of that's, that's a whole that's, lot of livestock. That's a whole lot of livestock. You do you, chupy. <laughs> a chupy, chupy. A chupy, chupy. <laughs> Maybe so, maybe that's why those lollipops are called chupa chups. Chupa chups. <laughs> <laughs> Their mascot should be the chupacabra. Oh my god! Yeah. The chupacabra <laughs> eats chupa chups. Chupa chups. Chupa chups. Sponsored by chupacabra. <laughs> Sponsored by chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So in October. In December 2018, there were many reports of chupacabras in Manipur, India. So we're so seeing that it spread now. Spreading. It keeps spreading. Chupacabra's so, like, now nah, I'm in India. What's up, bitches? Welcome to my travel vlog. I'm here in Manipur, India. Let's check out the food scene. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah, we got caught in Puerto Rico, but not this time. <laughs> Puerto Rico was getting kind of stale, man. We went to India. Let's check it out. Spicy. <laughs> Let me get some of that tandoori goat. You know what I'm saying? Damn. I like some of that for sure. <laughs> Just imagining, the, imagine imagining the chupacabra with like a travel vlog now. <laughs> the selfie. What's up? It's like What's it's like up? surrounded by like a bunch of dead goats. You're like, what's up? We out look, here. Look at look at this fresh meat we got. Chupa choop. <laughs> Chupa choop clan. <laughs> What's up on my little choopies? <laughs> I hate I hate us. I hate, <laughs> I hate this. 
That's our new headcanon. The Chupacabra is actually a, tra- a travel vlogger. That's why he keeps popping up in random places. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, anyways, many domestic animals and poultry were killed in suspicious similar manner, but several people have reported seeing the Chupacabra. So... Basically, people are like kind of like Madeline. I'm like, hey, I've seen this uh, skinless, like, but hair, like, feathered down my back. This animal just standing on two hind legs with three freaking like fingers, like in my in my area too. And they they kill my dog. Yep. So like, and my cat. And my goat. And, and my goat. And my heart ger- gerbil. Like, <laughs> gerbil. <laughs> My guinea pig is gone, yo. My guinea pig is gone. Like, <laughs> but I like feel like this is a very much of a of a countryside slash like a indigenous uh people like folklore that mm-hmm. they believe in kind of thing. I almost want to like feel like they believe in stuff like that, which is probably like. You know the why there's sightings because it could be not in like populated places like in the city you know yeah probably like in just places or just like woods and you know it's kind of like what we said he bottle like mm-hmm. the, the satanic he bottles are just like hey, uh, <laughs> we got some of those too you know but they work for us but you know we're not gonna tell you that <laughs> there are people man and there are people but <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 actually very fascinating. Yeah. So now, what's interesting about the, the the reports in India though is that forensic experts kind of thought that wild dogs were responsible because they actually examined some of the corpses and they were like, yeah, these don't look like similar, like the the findings aren't aren't the same as like the ones we found in in the other parts of Latin America and Puerto Rico and all that stuff. Like they were these were you can tell these were done by a different type of animal. So that's where they're like, oh, maybe it was a wild dog or a pack of wild dogs. Is that something that can happen as well? Yeah. Um, but I mean, this is a legend that's still going strong, like to this day, because less than like three years ago, in October of 2019, there was a video recorded by this place called Mundo OVNI, kind of like your fringe, like you know, we believe in UFO websites type thing. Yeah. But um, a video recorded by these people showed the results of a supposed attack on chickens in the town of Lattes in Puerto Rico as well. So, you know, the legend is still going strong. People didn't just, like, debunk this. or like, oh, no, we found out what it was. No, they're like, the, the legend is still going strong. But, like, you know, on the side note, can we uh, talk about how the government actually, like... Confirmed UFOs are real. That, <laughs> that UFOs are real. Yeah. Like, so, if UFOs are real, imagine the Chupacabra, y'all. Have you, have you heard about this theory about, like, the actual Chupacabra's origin? What's the origin? Like, one of the supposed origins is that, like, aliens came to Earth and the Chupacabra was one of their pets and the pet got loose. Like, uh, it was, like, their dog. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like, oh, shit, the dog got off the leash. Chupi got off the leash. God damn it. No. God damn, Chupi. Go around the galaxy putting up missing posters. Res- <laughs> response to Chupi. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a picture uh, of a little chupacabra. It's like, yeah, you know, his name is his name is uh, is Silky. It re- responds to Chupi, though. Yeah. 
some poor uh, kid some poor kid you know left the left the the planet earth just crying because he, he forgot his dog over there shit so like that's why they were like you know why hasn't it been around for longer so yeah because aliens came by in the 90s and then left him there by accident yeah. <laughs> what a rico man <laughs> we wild and the, they went to, on a vacation to San Juan, and I was like, yeah, here. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, where's Choopy? Shit. All the way in Meanwhile, Choopy's off, off the leash. All the way in fucking Mocha. Went <laughs> went to Conovan. <laughs> <laughs> to Conovan, I was like, what's up? Re- recently, a, a lot is. And, <laughs> and, and the truth is that UFOs... By the way, this is not true. Please don't quote me on this. <laughs> um, <laughs> that I love that you're like, by the way, but UFOs though, but don't quote me on this. This ain't real. <laughs> <laughs> don't quote me on this. UFOs are just on the search for Chupi. That's that's the whole. That's, that's all it is. Whole, it's, it's just the, the, it's just like alien dog catchers are just looking for. They're just looking for Chupi. <laughs> Chupi, come home. <laughs> we're like, where the fuck is that damn dog at? <laughs> anyway well let's talk about the actual like reputed origin of it like people that are like yeah you know i don't think it's like a mythological creature like some like cryptid or something it's like people that think it might be something else so um a five-year investigation by benjamin radford uh which he documented in his book tracking the chupacabra concluded that the description given by the original eyewitness madeline tolentino was actually based on the creature Sill from the 1995 movie Species. Because that movie came around that same time that the first attack by the Chupacabra was like legit reported. Um, and if you look at the actual design of the of Sill from that movie, he's very, very similar to her description of it. So people are like, oh, you know, I think she had that movie on the brain. Like she had just seen the movie and thought she saw something similar to it or something like that. Yeah. Hmm, I don't know. Yeah. So like, but there's, there's a lot like of feelings. How would you, how would you describe that? Yeah, you know. So, well, they're saying like, oh, like the way she described it, they like people looked at the creature still from the movie Species. They're like, it's very similar to what she described. So they're like, is that something that she just, did she just see Species and was like, oh, look, there it is. I don't think so. No. Yeah. But in addition to that, there were the reports of blood sucking by the chupacabra were never really confirmed by a necropsy or necropsy. I don't know what that really is, which is apparently the only way to conclude that the animal was drained of blood. Okay. Um, and then a Puerto Rican doctor named David Morales uh, with the Department of Agriculture analyzed 300 reported victims of the chupacabra and found out that none of them had been blood dry. But I'm like, there was still blood, though. Yeah, there was. Like, if they, if they were punctured, where did the blood stains go? There were no blood on the ground or anything. They were still drained of blood. Yeah. Just doesn't mean they took all the blood. Obviously. Like, they get, they get full, bruh. Like, <laughs> you, you think that... Jeez. So, basically, before we continue on, necropsy is the examination of an animal after death. The purpose of necropsy is typically determined the cause of death or extent of the disease. This involves a careful process of dissection, observation, interpretation, and documentation so it's just an autopsy but on an animal yes okay that's all i needed to know <laughs> it's just like necropsy makes it sound like so much more serious because it just makes me think of you know like 
Something that's been dead for a long time. Like it sounds like dead animals. It sounds like necrophilia. Like, no, it sounds like a like like uh like electro eh, electrocuting a dead animal. Necropsy. <laughs> like Frankenstein style. Like like I, I like because I'm thinking epilepsy with like necro and just yeah I put two and two together and I was like oh uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, like, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, shocking so dead that, animal. See what happens. Anyway, just shock, <laughs> can you imagine just like shocking a dead animal? See what happens. Like, ah, no, guess he wasn't attacked by chupacabra. Like, yeah. what does that prove? All you did was like stab it with a cradle prod. That doesn't prove anything. By the way, <laughs> I would like to say that we are not heartless people. We are not. We're we not. We don't condone the. Uh, like, yeah, we don't, we don't condone, condone harming animal animals, whether they're, they're dead or alive. Yes. Don't do uh, that. So please don't think that we're assholes. We're not. It's just like we're just. We just we're just horrible. We just have yeah. horrible minds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please. We're just desensitized because of horrible minds. I, I literally cry every time I see the freaking dog from Baba Duke die. Like I was like, please kill the people, <laughs> not the dog. You know what's kill serious? You know what? You know a horror movie serious when it kills a will kills an animal. When we just mess around when it kills a dog. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> Going back to... to... Shit, as I keep stating, so Radford divided the Chupacabra reports in two categories. The reports from Puerto Rico and the reports from Latin America, where the animal were attacked. Animals were attacked, my bad. And it is supposed that their blood was extracted. All the reports in the United States, the mammals, mostly dogs and coyotes, with mange, the people call Chupacabra due to unusual appearance. Now, here's where going back into the house for HHN, we see that they kind of mix both of the legends. So you yeah. have like the overall vibe of the Latin American and Puerto Rican legend of the Chupacabra. Yes. But then the actual creature design is mostly inspired by the United States one, where it's literally like a dog or a messed up looking coyote. Because that's kind of the look of the Chupacabra in, in the house this year. Yeah. As opposed to the more lizard-like qualities that they gave it in the Puerto Rican Latin American legend. Which, you know, the fact that the way that Madeline described it was the feathered-like spikes, like, you know, I, I think it's not more of a, uh, I guess, a lizard. I, I kind of, like, want to say that it was still very much, well, it can be a lizard because, you know, it's like, Cold blood and all yeah. that shit, but like the fact that it had like other worn features to it, it was the part that's just kind of like weird mm -hmm. about it, I guess, because it did say that it had like really weird holes on its body, like on the on the face facial features yeah. that he claimed. So, but I, I do agree that in the Chupacabra house in the Fiesta de Chupacabras. Um, they do definitely like follow that entire, um, you know, mange, mange wolf or like or like kind of deceased looking coyote. dog or coyote. It, yeah. It'd be fair they use the American werewolf in London animatronic, <laughs> but they fucking real. I don't and care. They though. made it a little bit more, I guess, intimidating. Uh, with like, I guess, red eyes. They they change fa facial features here and there. Yeah, but still pretty solid, pretty huge. Still oh, like, yeah. you know, it looks good because they make them look enormous compared to like something that's like, you know, probably like animal sized. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so uh, going back to more of its origin, though, uh, in late October of 2010, University of Michigan biologist Barry O'Connor concluded that the Chupacabra reports in the U.S. specifically were just coyotes infected with a parasite called Sarcoptes scabiae, um, which is essentially like a parasite. So it's like um, it's like a it's like a skin disease. So that's why they didn't have hair. It was all kind of patchy, and they looked the way that people were reporting it to look like that's why they thought it was kind of a chupacabra because it just looked weird but it was just a condition that it had or that they had because some of the symptoms of that parasites are uh little fur like you know patchy fur thick skin so like that's why it looked kind of grayish and like flabby um and a really bad smell um and then he also theorized that um because of that parasite, the animals are actually really, really weak, so they can't just hunt like normal coyotes would. So that's why they would just go after livestock, because it was easy prey. Yeah. So that that's like, he was kind of tying those knots together. It's like, hey, it's not like some cryptid, it's just a deceased coyote uh, attacking livestock, because that's really the only thing it can do. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. But still, I... I mean, but the way that people have, like, been taking the pictures of, like, different kinds of chupacabra, uh, like, appearances, I mm-hmm. guess, it's just kind of very weird, you know, like, because it does look, I mean, it does look like a dog, but it just looks very different. It just looks like it's it can stand on its hind legs, but, you know, besides the three-fingered uh, features, which I feel like... Not that every dog has them, but you know, like how the paws are just so close together, but mm-hmm. sometimes have it like this most of the time. Yeah. So, like, you know. Yeah, it could also just be like a genetic deformity that these dogs have or coyotes have that could explain yeah. why they have that certain appearance. So, who mm-hmm. knows? It's It could be a variety of things, you know, like it could be a different type of coyote, it could be a parasite on a coyote, it could be a genetic thing where they're just born like that, you know. Who knows? But we're moving on outside of its origin. We're going to talk about the actual appearances of it. So yeah, I mean, we, we just kind of talked about it. But we're going to get into a little bit more detail about it now, though. So right. the most common one is is the one, the, the Puerto Rican description, the Latin American description, which is that of a reptile-like creature which uh, with like leathery or scaly kind of greenish gray skin and sharp spines or feathers or quills similar to like a hedgehog or something like that, like running down its spine. Just really, really cool. It's a freaking gnarly-looking description of a chupacabra. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, it's said to be approximately about three to four feet high, so they're not super tall. Uh, and it stands and hops in a fashion similar to that of a kangaroo, so it doesn't just, like, slide around or run around. It kind of hops around. Which kind of reminds me of, like, the compies from, like, Jurassic Park, because they were about, like, chicken-sized. Yeah. But they would hop around. They were, like, scaly and that kind of stuff. But I'm imagining that a little bit bigger with spikes. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of badass, though. I see that thing running at me. I'm like, I'm just let it take me at this point. I'm done. I ain't running from that. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't hopping away from that. <laughs> this thing hopping. I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to, like, because I don't know. I've never really heard of anybody describing what kind of sound it makes. Yeah. That, that's, that's the. I'm curious as to, like, what does this thing sound like? Like, does it sound like. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't does know. It sound like, I mean, everything's freaking clackety to me. I'm like, does it but... sound like a lizard where it just goes, you know, kind of like slithering around and like 
that type of noise, like a Komodo dragon type noise or that? Or does it sound yeah. a little bit more human? Yeah. Like, um, again, going back to, this is going back to, like, the Jurassic Park book. Um, some of the dinosaurs in there were described as having hooting noises, kind of like an owl. Yeah. Like an owl mixed with a monkey, like something like that. Could you imagine that, though? Mm, yeah, that's, that's, that's some creepy shit. Like, <laughs> mm. <So> here's. <laughs> you're like, oh, God, what the fuck is that? God. And this little, like, three, four, like, three foot, you know, green lizard pops out. You're like, what the fuck? The fuck? <laughs> Do my God, little baby. All right. <laughs> So another <laughs> oh my god we're making this I'm sorry <laughs> is another description of the chupacabra is the strange breed of a wild dog this is the form that it is mostly hairless and has pronounced spinal ridge unusually pronounced eye sockets fangs and claws unlike conventional predators chupacabra is said to drain all of the animal's blood and sometimes organs Usually through three holes in shape of downwards pointing triangles, sometimes through one or two holes. Which I guess some people have also explained that it, not, it might also be a demon, which explains like the upside down triangle. I'm like, it's just a triangle that's upside down. If it was like a symbol, I'm like, eh, yeah, it's a little it's different, but I'm like, it's just an upside down triangle. Yeah, but it feels, if it looks like a triangle, you know what else fucking looks like a triangle? <laughs> okay, you know, what be, you know what this reminds me of though? You know that thing of like... Um, spongebob when when the cops are showing patrick a picture and like they they pull the picture away and he screams and they show him the picture and he screams and all that kind of stuff so i'm just imagining like somebody just draws a triangle somebody's like oh it's a triangle and they flip it and they're like oh my god it's satanic yeah <laughs> but every time i think of a triangle i just think of a chicken you know because their chickens are like they yeah, have triangular like, like this, and then if they go like this it does a talons. triangle yeah like they freaking claw it's like a triangle because this because the two fingers would be separated it goes down towards the um, and got, like the talon yeah and that's, like, the, that's easily like a triangle obviously it doesn't connect at the two larger ends yeah. but that's how i would imagine the little mm -hmm. claws little hands to be oh, yeah. claws. Yeah, oh, claws. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> little chupy claws. chupy claws that's that's the chupacabra santa claus Chubby Claus. <laughs> so, now that we have done a little bit of the, you know, origin, appearance, even the way that, you know, this has come about. So now we're going to go to related legends. So we're first going to go to the Ozark Howler, which is a bear-like animal, which is the subject of a similar urban legend. So now I'm curious. So it's just... A bear-like animal, but it still, like, does the same thing as a chupacabra, where it sucks the blood out. So I'm thinking it could be. Yeah. I'm like, it's a bear next to a lizard. It's not the same thing. No. I don't know. I kind of have a hard time believing that. <laughs> um, there's also this one in Chile called the Peuchens. Um, it shares many similarities in its habits, but uh, instead of it being kind of dog-like or lizard-like, it's more described as a winged snake. Um, now, but that's a legend that may have come from the vampire back. It's, it's an animal that's native to, to that region, of, to like the area of Chile. Like the vampire bat is, is native to, to Chile. Yeah. So like, that's people were like, well, that's probably where it came from. 
Mm-hmm. But could you imagine a freaking winged snake? It's like slithering on air. He's like, what's up? What's up, man? He's like, what's up? Oh my god. <laughs> With like little like tiny wings, she's like What's up? That's so weird. Oh god. Jeez. <laughs> but the next one is was reported in the Philippines, which is another legendary creature called the Sigbin, which shares many of the Chupacabra's descriptions. So nothing really changes, but yeah, it's just it's a, just a different name. Uh, Sigbin. Sigbin. Sigbin and, and Roy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it does kind of look like it. It looks more like a rat. Yeah, I'll show me a picture yeah. of that one later then. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one we have here, it's uh, something called the Grunches or the the Grunches. Sounds like a yeah. it sounds like the you know like a '90s Grinch, the Grunch. Yeah. It just listens to Soundgarden and Nirvana on a regular basis. I'm sorry. Uh, but it's, anyway, it's a favorite legend that gets its name from a road in between the Mississippi River and the Gulf of Mexico, which is known as Lover's Lane, to the locals of New Orleans. So it's more of like a southern, like deep south name for it, I guess. They call it the Grunch. The Grinch. The Grinch. It's like the Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like the Grinch, but like a Chupacapa version. The, 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 the Grinch. Grinch. <laughs> Oh no! Let's see what this creature Jeebus. looks like. Oh god! It looks like a <laughs> sickly hamster. Oh god! No. That don't sound good. It looks like a very sick hamster rat thing. Oh my god! <laughs> huh? What the fuck is this shit? Wait, why? why? Oh no! Oh, he no. looks like a Pokemon. That looks like a whole ass. This one's worse. <laughs> Send me that picture because I want to post it on the Twitter. Oh my god! I need to Grinch. post that. That's the Grunch. <laughs> the Grunch. Anyway, so um, just as just as you guys are hearing us, um, if you guys are watching the YouTube video, you probably already saw it. So it basically looks like a very sickly hamster, and <laughs> it has a very derpy face, and it looks like. <laughs> Almost like an imp from the front and a rat from the back. Oh, <laughs> it's all like it's business in the front. It's business in the front. Ratty in the back. <laughs> Swimming in the front. Rata rat in the back. In the back. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, it's like, I think that like been better. It's like you ain't stealing Christmas. You're just a fucking messed up looking rat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up on the crunch? Sounds like you know what? No, you know what it sounds like. It sounds like when you go to like uh, one of those like shady toy stores that sells like you know instead of Yoshi they have like Yasho or like Mario. Yeah. <laughs> they have the Grunch instead of the Grinch. The Grunch. Like the knockoff toys. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. So. Now that we have gone through all of the le- the legends, um, I think we should talk. To, we should talk, get into the Yichi Chen now, like into the Yichi Chen house a little bit more. Yeah. So we should probably do that. So 
Basically, um, I don't know if you guys, obviously, if you guys are listening to this, you guys are part of the HHM community. And if you don't know about this, I suggest you check it out. So, Discover Universal dropped a story of the Chupacabra. And it's basically about a little girl that um, works with her parents um, making masks. And when, when it comes to the mask, the masks are, the way I describe it to you guys, the mask in Puerto Rico, we have something called a traditional mask called El Gigante. Mm-hmm. El Gigante mm-hmm. is basically our festival mask that we have at our in our island. And we basically, uh, we use it for festivals, like, you know, celebrating, you know, our culture. And very It's a very cultural thing, very colorful. But mm-hmm. the thing about these masks is that they're really big. Um, so yeah. they're huge. And they're practically really heavy. So then, like, because, you know, they're made out of, like, really authentic, like, heavy shit, and they're, they're super expensive, too. Um, but then, like, there's also, like, other masks that in Mexico that they have that they, you know, they similarly use for, like, their festivals. And it's more of a flatter design, but it's still not as intricate and in your face, kind of like the yeah. Puerto Rican one. Because uh, the Puerto Rican one is very three-dimensional, which mm-hmm. basically it can make it very dangerous if these scare actors were to swing their 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 at themselves at they, you. they could not only hurt themselves they could hurt other people they could you know hurt somebody period yeah because they're, they're big bulky master heavy they're not the easiest to see out of either yeah but you know it is a very traditional mass but which is why like in the hhn version it's kind of like the mixture of the, mm-hmm. of the, the mixture yeah it's kind of like the design or like the the visual style or visual i'm trying to figure out like the right word for it it's like the facial features of the puerto rican mask with like the actual physical style of the mexican mask so you get a a decent mixture of the two so it's easier for them to handle but it still has that traditional puerto rican look to it yes so in the house it's meant to look kind of like a animal or like a chupacabra kind of looking mask it, it can be the mask can be of anything to be fair it can be very traditional like of, yeah. of a sun and all this other stuff so basically like the little girl's name is rosalia and she basically made masks for her family and then she actually was the one that delivered it uh, on the day of the on the day of the blood which is the day that they uh make a really big festival in el condado and like you know the and they just throw a really big party that you know it's like she was she believed that it was like a day of patronism and fun and all this other stuff but then obviously she wanted to go to the festival her dad was like no you can't because you're too young Mm -hmm. um you won't understand what what is going on in due time you will understand what's going on in the festival, but right now you just don't have the age, so you're going to stay here with your uncle. So basically the little girl had already made masks for her fa- for her family, basically her mom and the mom and the dad, and they go off to the festival, they leave little Rosalia at home. Sad, sad. So basically her uncle falls asleep, and she's like, this is a great opportunity to rebel. Like <laughs> what's up, let's go. Like every Puerto Rican kid, this is a perfect time to rebel. Um, she goes out the front door, goes to the festival, wears her mask. She's all happy. She's like, "Heck yeah, I'm at this festival. My parents told me that I shouldn't go to. I am having so much fun. Look at all this cool stuff." And then she sees something disturbing. She hears a very, uh, like 
in person in her like intolerable pain of like screaming and all this other stuff and then he sees like there's a guy tied up and saying help me all this other stuff so then she saw she's like mortified she's like what the hell is happening Mm -hmm. so she starts to kind of like slowly walk away from the festival like looking around she's like yeah i don't think i like this like that kind of thing and then eventually she sees the woman that she actually delivered the mask earlier that day she happened to be a tourist and then she and then the woman is screaming and she's tied up and she's like help me mija and all this other stuff so she recognized her and she's like she realizes that she's like in really deep shit she's like oh my god yeah. you're like you're really in trouble like, you're, you're gonna die kind of thing so she unties her and then she gives her her mask she's like go run as far away as you can put on the mask and don't take it off first leaves that kind of thing so then all the villagers start like going crazy like oh my god where's the blood sacrifice because the shoot like because the tourist was going to be the main one because you know they're not going to sacrifice their own people they're going to sacrifice someone that no one's going to give a shit about at least to them um so then she sees two people that she very much recognizes from the mask and it's her parents and then her parents see her and then they're like oh my god like rosalia what have you done that kind of thing and then eventually um they hear like a really like large large growl and fucking like steps are like fucking on the floor and then everybody starts falling on the floor like you know like rubbing their like rubbing their fingers and you know like you know like praying like like it's almost like a worship of fear Mm -hmm. it's a worship of fear and then they're like you know, tu sangre alimentará la bestia. Like you know, the the and that your your blood will f- feed the beast. And it, they also said, oh, like you know, it's the dia de la sangre. Like there has to be a sacrifice. Yeah. So then the the huge animal dog, whatever the fuck you want to call him, he's fucking hungry. So he looks directly at the family, like basically los Arias family. And then all of a sudden, like. The dad is like, I, I like you guys go. I'm going to stay. I'm, you know, I have to do this. So then, you know, the the wife is like, no, you can't do this. And then the the husband's like, I have to, like, you know, the 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 like the beast has to feed. And then he goes, kneels down, kisses his little girl. He's like, this is the the family tradition that you have to you have to. you have to maintain because this is like the cause like you let a tourist live and now this is like a punishment kind of thing mm-hmm. like i have to die you have to basically be without a dad so he sacrifices himself the beast freaking sniffs him growls on this other stuff finally eats the dad the dad is like in wrenching pain and then then there's like a whole chant of people saying like tu sangre alimentará la bestia tu sangre alimentará la bestia and then eventually uh, the the beast was finally content. He leaves back to like away from the from the village and then they finally have like the rain because they've been in drought for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when it washes off all the blood from all the sacrifices that they did that night. And then years passed and um, you know, her mom is probably dead at this point. And Rosalia owns like a shop 
mashup in uh, El Condado. Mm-hmm. And so in the, in the marketplace, another tourist comes. She's like, hey, like, I'm here for your Day of the Blood Festival. Like, this is going to be so cool. You guys are so patriotic to your to your to your uh, festival kind of thing yeah and then she, she then she's like yeah like you know this is something that you know like, like we enjoy having like you should buy a mask and you should participate and then she's like yeah like that's what i came here for like thank you so much and she's like what's your name miss and then um you know she was known as the fabricator of mask or mask maker fabricadora de de mascara that's that's her her formal Spanish name, but everybody knew her as Rosalia, so she basically was continuing the tradition mm-hmm. of the Day of the Blood, um, even though you know she came from a very innocent mind. Now to sacrificing the tourists that are on the island, that and anybody that visits the island or the condado or for that specific day, so it's it's a very intense story. Yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah, it's. Because I haven't heard the the Discovery Universal stuff yet, so I didn't even know about any of that. I need to I need to take a time and like sit down and listen to everything. I know they're not super long or anything. I just need to take the time to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, it's interesting how they kind of went a different route of like, oh, it's not just this random creature that goes around killing livestock. It's like this creature that we idolize, that we worship, and that we sacrifice people to. So it's it's a very interesting take on it, and um, it's um very similar to kind of like other latin american legends especially like the mayans and how they would you know do blood sacrifices to to appease the gods or whatever yeah so it's very similar to what they do with this here so in this case they kind of made the chupacabra a mythological creature more than a cryptid so it's yeah. it's interesting um and then- and, but in the beginning of the house, you do see La Fabricadora de Mascara. Yeah. So you see Rosalia in the beginning of the house. That's the very first person that you see. Yeah. Which um, is really funny because so- the first, yeah, she scared me the first time because I was just like looking at like, the little fireworks that pop off at the beginning and like looking at literally like the buildings in the background. I'm like, oh, this this is so cool. I, I feel like I'm in Puerto Rico again. And then she pops up and starts saying stuff. I'm like, oh, God, stop it. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> no. Back away. No. Back away. <laughs> <laughs> away with you. Um, so yeah, that, ex- that gives me a little bit more background as to like exactly why I saw more people dressed in like tribal masks and all that kind of, kind of stuff instead of more, um, instead of more Chupacabra itself. Yeah. It, it's just like these people that, you know, they're, they're sacrificing to the beast Yeah, and then you do see people trying to uh, escape like the tourists that are trying mm-hmm. to escape the the chupacabra like you know yeah. the blood sacrifice like but... we're doing this because we had not we're, we're not doing this to a piece of chupacabra so we're doing this to keep ourselves safe because we're afraid of it yeah so like if exactly. it bothers if it takes them it's not it's gonna leave us alone yeah for sure so, yeah. it's a very it's interesting yeah it is, it is a really really different take i wasn't expecting it to be like that when i first heard about it because like I, I thought at first it was going to be like, oh, you know, like, it's this traditional, like, party celebrating the legend of the Chupacabra, but then the Chupacabra comes in and wrecks shit. Because they're like, oh, you know, it's this creature, we don't really, you know, like, believe in it, but we, it's part of our tradition, so we're going to, you know, carry it on. And I was not expecting it to be a murder cult that's like, let me sacrifice the, you to the Chupacabra type thing. Yeah, so it leaves us alone, and it gives us rain, yeah. You're the ofrenda. Like <laughs> yeah, so... 
on and everybody thinks it's like this really harmless festival and it's not. you know and it and it seems very uh fitting because la perla is like almost like a cult within itself mm-hmm. because they don't really like anybody from the inside coming in they yeah they're I mean, very much like we like wary of outsiders or anybody that isn't born and raised in la perla they're like even if even if you're like full-blooded puerto rican you go into la perla you're you, it's not you don't really belong there yeah you really like, gotta you'll, you'll still get stink eyes you'll still get you know that sense of danger it isn't just yeah. for tourists yeah and you really gotta be watching your back so if you i mean i've, I've known countless of people that went to san juan and they went to la perla and they survived just fine, and I'm like, consider yourself lucky because mm-hmm. if anyone fucking knows that you were a tourist, it would have been fucked. I'm like, <laughs> like I, I, me as a Puerto Rican, I'm scared to go to La Perla. I'm like, I will be in the outskirts of San Juan. Thank you. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's it, it is like a dangerous area. So, but what's funny, guys, is that I, I mean, I think I mentioned this before. Um in another podcast episode is that La Perla is looks very pleasing to the eye. It is very colorful. Mm-hmm. It, is, it looks like, Oh my God, like there's a city at the bottom of the, of the Morro and all this other stuff. Like it has all these vibrant colors and it looks like a, just a very nice, aesthetically pleasing place to take pictures and yeah. stuff like that. And if you guys, no, also, I think I mentioned it, is that if you guys watched the movie Despacito, guess where that was filmed? In La Perla. Mm-hmm. So, um, of course, you got to know people. Or, of course, people in La Perla don't care if you're famous, that kind of thing. They're just like, hey, you famous, you white, whatever. Just give us money to survive and that shit. And, you know, yeah. you'd be good mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, because this was with Enrique. Enrique not Enrique. Fuck. Fuck. Uh, I don't remember his name. I forgot his name. And- uh, see, uh, Luis Fonsi. Luis Fonsi, my Luis Miguel. Wow. Um, <laughs> Wrong Luis. <laughs> Luis Fonsi with uh, Daddy Yankee and all that stuff. Like, and they had because they had a, that version too. But yeah, it's it's a very yeah, oh, it's yeah. like it's pleasing to the eye. But yeah, don't fucking go there. Like I remember these the story. I think this happened like three, maybe four years ago. About these two dumbasses. Uh, were tourists. They went down there because they were like, oh, this is where we can get some good shit. You know, they were looking for drugs. Yeah. Um, They got a little bit more than they bargained for. They ended up getting kidnapped and held for ransom by a gang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I'm they walk right. up in there, you know, wearing them fancy clothes and their nice and their fancy cars and that's, that's just asking for trouble. Yeah. So, yeah, they got yeah. kidnapped and held for ransom. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was a fun time for them. <laughs> Yeah, and what's crazy is that also don't dress like you're fucking rich. Don't dress yeah. like you're fucking rich. You're bound. You're just bound to get kidnapped, mm-hmm. murdered. And plus in Puerto Rico, there's a lot of femicides. For there's that. But I love my island, you know. <laughs> Same. There are just places that I that I know that I should not be going into, and that I probably will not be going into ever. Yeah, and La Perla is definitely one of them. It's one of them. Yes, but outside guys. of that, we have another bunch of places that are lovely to visit. El Yunque. El Yunque is beautiful. 
And buy a moon for some of the city stuff. Yeah. If you want more of like the city stuff, then yeah. Um, but city if you want, stuff, like, you know, but don't go into the neighborhoods, please. Oh, <laughs> That's geez. where I'm from. I'm from the gang shit. <laughs> no, I like Piñones though. Yeah. Like Piñones is is literally the beach. It's nothing but like little mom and pop shops and restaurants and like places where you can just eat fresh food right off the beach. Must be nice. It's excellent. Yeah, Yusuf was born on the beach. So I mean, I was. I was born like I was born in San Juan. I was born like I was like a twenty minute drive from the beach. I was like right there. Yeah, no. I was a I'm little gay. beach bum kid. <laughs> I, I'm with the city. I'm the city that's always sh- hearing shootings every night. Jesus, well, that was my grandma. My grandma lived in Barrio Obrero, so like that's she still lives in Barrio Obrero. That's like San Juan ghetto. <laughs> anyway, I think we're going down memory lane a little bit too deep. But yeah, go- this but- is this has now become the Puerto Rico tourist guide. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, guys, is that in uh, the house of. Um, the Fiesta de Chupacabras is like, you know, you will see the aftermath of after the killings of, uh, you know, the sacrifice of the dad. Rosalia is a little bit older. So she she's like guiding the the villagers through these sacrifices. Yeah. And you see and the Chupacabra. And now you're the one, you know, now you're in the middle of this and you might be the one that's about to get sacrificed. Yeah, so you're you're the tourist, and you you might be next. Yep. So you might be the chupacabra's next meal. Chupi chup. Chupi chup. Anyway, that's really all we had. I mean, this was fun. I I, I liked I, I like reading up on cryptids and like urban legends and that kind of stuff. And I mean, what better urban legend to read up than our native one? Especially because we mm. finally get some representation this year for Horror Nights. Yeah, and so. even though, you know, I will still hear people coming out the house. It's Mexican! I'm like, it's Puerto Rican! Puerto Rican! Um, I mean, you know, I mean, nothing wrong with the Mexicans and yeah, all that yeah. other. We, we love you guys, but you guys have La Llorona. Let us have exactly. this one. <laughs> but, but, you know, um, we still appreciate, you know, the different representation of Latin. Uh, culture because we did have La Llorana one year, which is an amazing house. Have, it's still one of my all-time favorite houses. Yeah, beautiful house. And now we have, uh, you know, Chupacabra, and hopefully many more cryptids from other countries yeah. will will be represented. Would, you know, what would be really really weird. I think it's one. I don't remember if if it's from Thailand, but it's the one that's like a lady's face, and it's just like her head and like a bunch of intestines and like her entrails like floating. I can't remember oh. what it was called. That shit is wild, though. I gotta send you a picture of that. Oh, man. Because that thing is wild. <laughs> anyway. But, um, yeah, that's really all we had for this episode. This was fun. Yeah, it was. We went like this. The- like, you, you guys got to see us go, like, full-on Puerto Rican for this episode. <laughs> yeah, my accent really came out, you don't, you don't hear, you don't get it often, but tonight, today you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to end it here. Um, by the time this comes out, we'll both be at Horror Nights because um, we're recording this on a Wednesday. It's dropping tomorrow on Thursday. We'll both be the, at Horror Nights. We're going to be meeting up. And uh, if you guys see us, don't be afraid to come up to us and, and yell yeah, stupid shit at us. We love, <laughs> we love friends. And, and we take love pictures people. with us. 
Yeah, and because <laughs> I like, like, we like interacting I mean, with people. We like friends. Yeah. Um. But before we finish up our lovely Chupacabra themed episode today, we're gonna swing it on down to you, Vanya, and if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you kind of do. So, hi guys. Hi, Vanya. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I hate myself. Uh, this isn't an so AA. This is an AA meeting. Calm down. <laughs> I always do that shit. Anyway, so I am a Jason Coltis. You can find me on Twitter and on YouTube. I basically do makeup-inspired uh, things based off of horror and haunts and all this other stuff. And but I also do updates and vlo- occasional vlogs on Halloween Horror Nights, Universal Studios, and Christmas stuff when it rolls around. But that's not yet. I'm in spooky season now. <laughs> um, I am expecting to probably drop the video sometime this weekend because um, of my vlog of Horror Nights. Because like I said, I've just been so busy. And I know that a lot of you guys uh, know that I was kind of at, in the hospital, and I have to kind of deal with that first. Yeah. Uh, so once that's out of the way, I can definitely uh, give you guys a full focused uh, video. I mean, it's 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 gonna just be very casual and whatnot. I'm not trying to like bust your head. Just enjoy the views of Halloween Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. enjoy what what is offered, the performances of the scare actors, because that's definitely the energy that that is represented this year because um if you know adding on to the subject of Halloween Horror Nights and you know the Chupacabra celebration and whatnot this year is all about Halloween uh celebrations Halloween traditions Mm -hmm. so that's what the theme that they're kind of going for especially being Halloween Horror Nights 31st so it is kind of cool to just you know embrace the spooky vibes don't don't try to be don't don't ruin the vibes trying to gatekeep and all this other shit. Yeah. Like y'all, like we let's all just just to be here and enjoy the event. Spice. Let's all snort some pumpkin spice and just chill the snort fuck some out. Spice. Jesus, yeah, like it's all good. <laughs> it's not legal. We just basic white bitches for like two months. Okay, <laughs> like, Jesus. No, and we're fine. But anyway, but love spooky season. So that's where you guys can find me at YouTube and twitter but you know other than my crack ass no for pumpkin energy um, <laughs> um where can we find uh yusef so you can find me on twitter at it be yusef and on instagram at yusef 1220 um i mostly post on twitter i don't really post on instagram a whole lot i mostly post on my story just because i get bored um but for our podcast, Sounds from the Grave, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, that's pretty much all our socials. We also have our podcast itself. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, pretty much anywhere you can get your podcasts. Um, we're also on YouTube. I am trying to get some stuff recorded for YouTube. I haven't had a chance to yet just because I've been really busy. And the last time I tried it, it didn't come out the way I wanted it to. So I need to re-record some stuff. And But I'll get some stuff out eventually. Um... But the cool part is something that we announced just yesterday. We finally dropped some merch. So you can finally. go to you can go to our T Public. Just look us up. It sounds from the grave. We have two T-shirt designs up there. Um, one of them is our podcast name, Sounds from the Grave, with like uh, purple and green and like a death metal band font. And then we have another death metal font, which is kind of what we say at the end of each episode, which is stay spooky. So, I mean, that's a cute little one. And then we also have a Sounds from the Grave sticker, so you can put that wherever you want. 
So yeah, we got some merch for you guys, so you can finally represent. Yeah. <laughs> About damn time. <laughs> and uh, we might, yeah, we we're gonna be coming up with some more designs for other stuff pretty soon because this is just some basic stuff that I wanted to put out there for now. But um, I have ideas for stuff we could do and people that I want to talk to and partner I, with. I have a I have a petition. What's your petition? Choopy choopy. Oh, we gotta make a choopy choop shirt. Choopy choop. Choopy choop. Choopy choop gang. <laughs> <laughs> the wait choopy gang choopy gang choopy gang <laughs> that's gonna be it everybody that joins our podcast is now part of the choopy gang hey yo there you go <laughs> hashtag choopy gang there you go that's it but anyway <laughs> that's really all we have for you guys um, i really thank you so much uh for listening to us and then putting up with our ridiculous antics and um for those of you that we haven't seen in the fog yet i really hope we do get a chance to see you and if we've already seen you, I hope we get to see you again and, and actually run through some houses together, have some fun, enjoy some of that crazy food. Because Horror Nights has some wild foods, like the Good Guy Burger, that I want really, I really, really want to try. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks again, and I hope you guys have a good night or good day, and that you stay spooky. Stay spooky. Bye, y'all. Bye, everybody. <laughs>